Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Kerfoot battles hard. Puck centered in front. Still free. Knocked into the corner nicely by Toronto. Still free into the corner with 12 seconds left. Played around the boards, far side, Gallagher. That's a shot, though, it deflects. It comes in front of the net. Caulfield's shot is blocked. Rebound comes in front of the goal. They're still scrambling. Another shot. Played into the corner, and it's over. The Leafs have hung on and beat the Montreal Canadiens 2-1 to one to take a series lead by the same count. By the skin of their teeth, it's time to break it all down. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9. The fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stelic on Twitter, Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado along for the ride as well. Plenty of postgame and reaction coming your way, including Sheldon Keefe and our very own Chris Johnson will drop by. Exhale, Gordo. Yeah, you know, it's uh, hearing Joe and Jim at the end um, talk about that. Okay, there was... Um, a deportment by the Toronto Maple Police about holding that lead, that one goal lead. But I, I still wasn't too wild about it. When you get outshot 14 to two and uh, just some glorious, glorious chances. I, I thought, I, I thought the Marner, the, the Marner Matthews Hyman line was actually struggling and they were out there quite a bit. I mean, struggling defensively when all these shots kept happening and kept happening, there were far too many shots and a couple of glorious scoring chances. So Good on Jack Campbell. He made a difference. If Carey Price made a difference in game number one, which he did, Jack Campbell there at the end is the one guy that really held them in because they bent more than they should have bent. The shot's 14-2 to two in favor for Montreal in the third period, and I'm going to flip the script. All the conversation about Carey Price, the Leafs worried about Carey Price. Is Montreal worried about Jack Campbell, Gord Stelic? Well, uh, you know, I, I would be. I would be. I mean, the team, when I say worried, I think they would accept that if there was a decided edge in goaltending, like the thing for Campbell was, and he's admitted it, he struggled with confidence issues and that along the way. And that's why he never really established himself as a number one NHL goaltender, even though he was the first goaltender picked in his draft. So in the playoffs, if they would have got to him early, that would have probably raised those doubts, but he's been solid and most solid today. So yeah, you got like this guy that came in a nondescript trade uh, just before the trade deadline in 2020, what a find he's been for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, uh, the debate tomorrow now, and again, if he's been taking days off after games, so if he's the kind of guy that gets bumped up a bit and that's in his best interests, uh, I would say then you start Freddie. Um, otherwise, I don't know. I just, uh, the hot hand. So it's going to be an interesting choice, and we'll see if Sheldon Keefe tips his hand at all. And maybe have three goalies take the warm-up, get David Riddick in there too. Have <laughs> we ever seen that? It's unprecedented territory. And, of course, uh, Nick Foligno took the warm-up tonight, did not play. But uh, I think you're bang on. I'm probably split, although I think I'm leaning Jack Campbell still. I know I told you off the air I'm joking about Freddie Anderson, but the way Campbell is locked in right now, you throw the analytics, everything out the window. The guy's the better better option right now. And I thought he was really, really good. And especially late in the third period, it got a little frantic late. Jack Campbell was so solidifying. I, I just love how calm and cool he is in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little disappointed that it had to be that good. I mean, they at least yeah. didn't even get a decent empty net goal chance at no. all. They, I mean, they were really, really, really hemmed in and there were some great chances. I mean, if I'm a Montreal Canadian fan, I'm impressed the fight their team had at the end. So yeah, it, it, it came down to the Leafs did not give their goaltender a lot of support late you know, most of the game, they gave him decent support. They were trying, they, you know, trying to free flow, trying to get a bit more offense. But boy, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguin-New York Islander game is in overtime now. It's game five. 
and it looked like very good chance this was going to be a 2-2 tie and go into overtime. But uh, Jack Campbell, certainly the difference maker at the end. I mean, guys, Austin Matthews had six shots on net. He had all that early. Like, whatever they had done early on, some of the, whether it was Engvall, whether it was Wayne Simmons, whether it was Nylander, you know, and, and then in the third period, it's one thing, okay, you don't get many scoring chances. You only get two shots. But, man, you're given a lot of chances the last six, seven, eight minutes. Yeah, I thought you were bang on when it comes to that uh, Matthews line. They were hemmed in their zone for the entire second half of the game, it felt. Uh, you mentioned Matthews had like six shots on goal, but most came on the power play, which, by the way, continues to struggle. But, again, at this time of year, it's all about the result. The Maple Leafs win it 2-1, the final here, up 2-1 in the series at the Bell Center here in Nick Alberga. And Gord Stelic breaking it down. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe and others later on. Chris Johnson will drop by to weigh in and survey the options ahead for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But that's the most important part. They get the victory. And, you know, the great thing in my mind, too, is the Matthews line was so-so. I think we both concur in this game. It means they're going to be even better tomorrow night for game four, Gordon. Well, I would hope so, because right now you've lost two-thirds of your second line. Nick Foligno did not play tonight. It was the last second scratch. He was supposed to play then a game-time decision. And then out, so you've lost John Tavares and you know that that one-two punch. I thought Alex Kerfoot played real well being elevated to the second line there. I thought he did, but you've lost that one-two punch you you uh, had that was your biggest asset. So that really puts more on Matthews, Marner, and Hyman, and particularly the Marner and Hyman component. Mitch is, uh, uh, gets a lot of minutes because he's a great penalty killer. Uh, they get the most minutes as a line on top of things, and you're going to need a little bit. I mean, hey, Mitch Marner's in the top five in the league in scoring, and and, and Zach Hyman has developed into a, a great scorer on top of everything else he does. And uh, I just thought they maybe would have burst out a little bit more as a line one of these three games, and maybe it'll be tomorrow. Yeah, maybe you got to credit Montreal a tad for the bounce back following the dominant effort for the Maple Leafs, uh, probably somewhere in the middle on that. Um, you know, I like to think we're smart dudes sometimes on the pregame show. We're talking about Wayne Simmons. These games are, are made and bred for guys like Wayne Simmons. This is the reason why they brought this guy in. I, I thought he was a monster tonight, Gordo. Absolutely. And uh, started, as we mentioned, started game two, started game three, that first shift, just that. Uh, I mean, it was a debate before about the Maple Leafs. Do they have the sandpaper or whatever you need or whatever you want to call it? And I think last year against Columbus, they just didn't have anything. I just, it did, they just had nothing. But decided that when Jason Spezza was the guy that had a little bit of the gibble bleep thing and fought in the fifth game, you know, we got to get some guys and a little bit more of that. And it's contagious. You're seeing it about the hitting and the bite and that. And Wayne Simmons is just going to be that kind of Tom Wilson guy, not a first-line player, but, you know, just that kind of guy that you have one of them and he is not afraid to go and just uh, and and be like you know like, just be like the uh, the fox in the handhouse. He's not afraid to do that at all. And again, the bottom six will be of vast importance as we move on here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Not only in this series, but hopefully longer. Whether it be against Winnipeg or the Edmonton Oilers, you need guys like Mikheyev and guys like Engvall to score some goals here. I know it's been a bit of a struggle for Mikheyev all season long. It seems ever since his injury way back when in season one, but you're going to need guys like that to score timely goals. That's why the Spezza goal was big uh, last game. Uh, but I think in general, like that, that's been, you know, a great thing for, for my perspective is the bottom six have been really dialed in Gord. Yeah. By the way, I don't have a hand house just in case you're wondering, I don't actually have one. So I wonder uh, the, uh, the, and again, it's a repeat thing about Sheldon Keith basically challenged it. He's mixed different people and just says, we have to improve there. You know, you want your big players to get to the next level, they certainly have got there in the regular season, like a, having a top line with Matthews, Marner, and all those guys. But yeah, just to, and you know when you made trades like Capitan gone, Kadri gone, the last couple of years you really remolded who your core guys were on those lines. So uh, I I'm with you. Uh, I like the difference, the options he has, and he doesn't hesitate to play them. 
Today, Galchenyuk just uh, had a weird start that he was was way offside on a play, like in, like really inexplicably offside on a play, and then um, a careless double minor. So uh, on Brendan Gallagher, flick, you know, stick caught his face. So four minute penalty. Mon- now Montreal did not get a shot on goal on the power play. So, mm. but it it did it did it did lack a little bit of rhythm because of that early on, and Galchenyuk was riding the pines for a bit. He was and played nine twenty three in this game. Did Alex Galchenyuk not one of his better games here as a Toronto Maple Leaf? Uh, you talk about the power plays. Both sides have been dreadful, Gord. There's no other way to put it. Toronto zero for four in this game. They've combined these two sides now two for twenty three in this series. Ouch! Ouch! What's the gift for that? The poop emoji. Well, the you know, barf emoji. I mean, Colorado was three for three the other night. Now there was an empty net goal in, in you know, involved in that battle of Florida. Generally it's had uh, incredible power play numbers and yeah. Ouch. Ouch. You're going to, you know, whichever team moves on, if you're going to keep having power play numbers than that, then you're you done. Know, yeah. You're, you're, you're probably get knocked out one round before you should have got knocked out. Had your power play been playing like it's supposed to. And that's all we can pretty much say. Again, we, we've attacked this ad nauseum for like three months now. The power play is just not good enough. And uh, we hope uh, for the sake of this team, when it matters most, and not that these games don't matter right now, clearly they do, that they score a big-time goal. That's all we can say. Yeah, but I did tell you the power play was come around. Now it was going <laughs> to come around. Now I just don't know what year. i got to kind of <laughs> say that. I just felt confident it was and it hasn't. And it's, well, it's like, yeah. again, as I brought up, was it the, the, the second intermission where last game, it seemed like they were finally shooting the puck. You had Sandine as an option. Next thing you know, you start the third period, Sandine's off PP one, you got Riley up there and you got Nylander on there. So like, they don't know what they're doing at this point. Yeah, no, no. They're th- yeah, well, I mean, Sheldon Keefe, I'm sure will say he knows what he's doing, but I'm sure he's trying a lot more things than he really would I told like you, to. Engvall is a secret weapon. Well, I'm with you nah. ever since, uh, Ever since they had that, uh, we, you know, again, when it was the zip line and they took it away from us about uh, <laughs> they robbed the yeah. zip line. Yeah. And they turned it in. No, it turned it into the hemline. Yeah. Or no, we, we had the hemline. They turned in the zip line. Yes. Yeah. That was it. That's it. Hyman Engvall and, uh, and, and uh, company, you know, whatever that was, that worked better. It did. McKayev rolled off the tongue much easier as well. Uh, where are you at with Riley Nash, Gord Stillick? I, uh, well, with the injuries now, I, I can see him playing. I, I, I mentioned, I don't know why he played in game one. He, didn't, he had not played. I've, I've seen him play his opponent, the Leafs had. He's, yeah. He seems, historically, he's been a you know competitive guy in that. And uh, I just thought it was a real slight to all the other guys you had, including like Engvall, that you started in game number one. So this one's a little bit more by necessity. Um, he kind of is what advertised. What am I going to, is, is he is he an upgrade on the GOAT? You know, is he a better Freddie Gauthier or something like that? Like that, that's, that's his style of play. He, he could kill penalties a little bit. So uh, he hasn't overly impressed. He hasn't uh, unimpressed. Give me some Adam Brooks. I like the way he finished this season, Gordon. Well, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, that's probably the guy whose spot he's taking. And I don't, I don't disagree with you. I'm, I'm a little, I mean, the Leafs did see Riley Nash play for Boston and play for Columbus and, yeah. you know, they lost those series, but uh, I, I, the guys that brought you to the dance, I'd, I'd give them, a, I'd give them a shot. Like you, you played a real solid fifty-six game season, by and large. So anyway, uh, I, I've really got uh, nothing has stood out about him. But at times during the season, Adam Brooks, things stood out about him. That's for sure. I'm loving this time of year for a variety of reasons. Well, most importantly, the Maple Leafs are actually winning games. But it's great development for some of the kids, and you know, specifically talking about Rasmus Sandin, who I don't know what's happened in the last month and a half, but he's really, really found at the NHL level, and I think he's playing with poise. And I think Sheldon Keefe is rolling him out there at the right times in a hockey game. Well, I was really baffled what 
the heck happened there. I know he got hurt this year. I understood that. Yeah. He was out for a while. But last year when he was the talk, and I'm talking 2019, pre-COVID, of training camp, and he, he had the one game against the Red Wings. Mike Babcock was the coach, and he got ridiculous numbers, and you know he was just on the verge. And then he just fell off, and I kept saying, well, wait a sec. You know, much like we talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning constantly replenishing from within with draft picks, like, wait a sec, you took him in the first round. You took Lilligren in the first round. Like, you got to try to see... I would expect if I, I would expect if these guys can play in the NHL, and it didn't it didn't seem to be happening that like I kept thinking why has this disappeared why is this guy off the radar? They didn't have a lot of injuries on defense was one thing. Quite often you get can get really decimated on D. So um, good for him. He seized his opportunity. I don't think people saw him as a guy that you know you're going to play in the playoffs. It's one reason they added Ben Hutton in a depth trade just to get another. D there that way, but good on Rasmus Sandin. He's a, he hits more than people think. He's got a real hard shot. I mean, it's been a nice, pleasant surprise. He looks uh, more at home than a guy who's played 38 games in the NHL, but that is the statistics matching his jersey number, and uh, I've liked him more and more as the games have gone by, and that's taking nothing away from Travis Dermott, who can't find a way into this lineup right now, Gord. Well, good thing is, if you have both those guys, and oh, of course there'll be an expansion issue as well as far yeah. as who you protect or don't protect, but... Uh, um, hey, staying healthy, if you're going to go deep, that's a hard thing to do in the playoffs. So I will, like in all positions, take the depth. What concerns you the most uh, heading into game four for the Leafs following this game? I know they won, but what, what were some takeaways that you'd like to see rectified for tomorrow night? Well, they, they are up 2-1. So, you know, there's there's no urgency that yeah. way about things. So, I, I mean, I, I it's a, it's kind of an eerie calm, which is which is not a bad thing to be. You don't want to get you don't want to make that into being cocky or overconfident if you're if you're on the team in that. I just you know Montreal's worked hard. Like Montreal has worked hard, battled back, made a game of this tonight that I just think you want to see more of game 2 for the Toronto Maple Leafs where their offensive dominance being the best 5 on 5 team in the division comes into play. Yeah, and I like the fact too that they've they've won two different games in two different ways. Uh, the dominant style, the way they did in Game Two, they had bits and pieces in this one. But it's important to win games like this and sort of you know grind it out a bit, Gord. Oh yeah, at the end of the day, and that's yeah. why when I'm talking to them, I'm being picky here because yeah. the other day you play for wins, and what they learned this year to me was find ways to win games, whatever it takes. Beyond the statistics, find ways to win games. Uh, when you're uh, quite often a growing team. You find ways to come close. One of my favorite lines, Scotty Bowman talked about things, and quite often uh, a team gets better, and then you cut, you say, yeah, you know what? We're really good. We're like, we're only about to go. We probably lose most games by a goal every night now. And his line was, yeah, but that's the insurmountable last goal, the last boundary. You can't jump. You think it's great that you used to lose by three goals every game, and then you get up to kind of one, and, well, you've made improvement, but no, that last thing is the hardest thing to do. It is a results-oriented business. There's no doubt about that. The Maple Leafs victorious tonight, 2-1. The final up 2-1 in this series. Don't forget the back-to-back game for tomorrow night at the Bell Centre. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Plenty still to come here, uh, including Chris Johnson, Sheldon Keefe, and others as we roll on here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Time for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation postgame. On Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. Leafs win the draw. Over on the far side, Brody with a wrist shot. That was blocked. He gets his own rebound. Looks to center. Goes back to the blue line to Riley. On the near side for Marner. Back to Riley with some room. Scores! Holy Mackinac! What a pass from Marner! And Morgan Riley has given the Leafs the lead. 
And that would be the game winner. 2-1 the final here for the Maple Leafs in game three. A big reason, Jack Campbell. The Maple Leafs outshot 14-2 in the third period, but they shut the door. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9. The fan on Twitter, if you'd like to chime in, at the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stelic. But uh, a huge goal for Morgan Rowley in the second period. Well, they were talking about his last goal, I believe, since the big one two years ago, game six against the Boston Bruins that Easter Sunday afternoon. Leafs up 3-2 in the series. Morgan Riley puts him up one nothing. I can I actually was sitting with Brian Burke in the press box uh, by coincidence, and you just felt, okay, this is it. The Leafs are going to take the mantle from the Boston Bruins. And then just a lot of weird things happen, which unfortunately do, and then more weird and unfortunate things happen in game number seven. So this one, uh, this time, given the one-goal lead, it didn't wrap the series up, but uh, it, it was enough to win the game. Always remember that afternoon a tweet was put out there saying the Maple Leafs had a 57% shot of winning that series before the game, and they did not win the series. So mathematics is flawed. With that in mind, we hear from Morgan Riley. Morgan, how tough, how physical is this series? From up here, it looks like it's really something else. How is it on the ice for you guys? Yeah, very physical. Um, that's what we expected. Um, you know, I think with our group, we got guys that can play that way. I think it's a good mix in our room. Um, and we're going to continue to, to play our game and have confidence. And um, I mean, as the series continues, if it, it, you know, if that area of the game picks up, I think we'll be ready for it. So um, it's not really a concern of ours. Take three more here. We'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. Hey, Morgan, you've touched on it uh, all year, but uh, you guys winning the close game, something you wanted to concentrate on, especially, you know, in, in playoffs past, these results weren't going your way. How happy are you to win a game again when, uh, you know, the, there wasn't all that much offensive uh, support going on? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a good feeling. Those, you know, close games, especially in the playoffs, when you are coming down the home stretch, can be nerve-wracking. Uh, you know, we know what's at stake. Um, but here tonight, I think all the credit in the world has to go to Jack Campbell. Um, he was a absolute warrior for us he was competing all night and I think down the home stretch he was outstanding and um, you know again he's been there for us all year and tonight was no different um, he's an absolute stud and the last one here we'll go to Steve Simmons Toronto Sun go ahead Steve it's it's a lot we see goalies in the playoffs that are great and we've been seeing this forever and ever as long as the game has been going on tonight was one of those games where two goalies were great how difficult is it to play when you're seeing what Price is doing and he's being as phenomenal as he was. Yeah, I think when you're playing against a goalie who's, um, I think for lack of a better term, in the zone, um, you know, it can be discouraging at times because you're getting chances and he's making great saves. But, um, you know, I think with our group, we just have to stick with it, uh, you know, be a confident bunch, keep making plays, keep, you know, creating those chances and keep chipping away. The pucks are going to go in eventually. Uh, I mean, but credit to both guys, they play hard. And, you know, just happened that our guy um, was just an absolute warrior, like I said earlier, and um, you know, he's been that for us all year. So I mean, we're a pretty lucky group to have him back there in the blue paint. Yes, they are. And that is Morgan Riley following the game-winning goal in this 2-1 victory for the Maple Leafs here in Game 3 against the Montreal Canadiens. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation. Post-game, the Leafs up 2-1 in this series. And again, Game 4 on the back-to-back Tuesday night, also at the Bell Center. But that's great news whenever you can get offense from Morgan Riley, Gord. Yeah, it really is. He just played under 23 minutes worth. And, you know, you mentioned like Rasmus Sandin is playing as well as Morgan Riley is in the playoffs. Crazy. It's just, yeah. uh, and that's not as much of a slight but against Morgan Riley. I mean, the Leafs are up 2-1. They have not given up a, a ton of goals. Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, 
I think we saw Morgan Riley make a move to be on that next level for Norris Trophy considerations. Last year, uh, a setback because he was hurt was the biggest reason, but still a competitor. And this year, a little bit back that way, but not quite where it was two years ago, right? Not quite about, you know, getting getting Norris Trophy votes, but really what you want to have is just a, a, a deep core like they did in the Pat Quinn era, and especially in the Pat Burns era. There was no all-star D on it, and so he's got a better supporting cast this year, Morgan Riley. And not to look too far ahead, but uh, a big summer for Morgan Riley's camp, one year away from UFA and could open up negotiations with the Toronto Maple Leafs, so something to document following uh, Maple Leafs' victory, of course, here in the Stanley Cup playoffs, goes without saying. Uh, for now, Wayne Simmons uh, on a roll. He was an absolute train living up to the name tonight. We hear now from the Scarborough native. Wayne, first off, your your thoughts on uh, a big physical win here, and a, a second your thoughts on just how physical this series has been, it seems to be to your liking. Um, yeah, it was a great win uh, by the boys. We grinded it out. Um, you know, I thought we could have played a little bit better in the third, but in the playoffs, it's just try to find a way to win, and we did that. Obviously, Supi um, was number one star tonight, and he was unbelievable for us. So, um, you know, we owe this to him for sure. Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnston, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Wayne, maybe you can elaborate a bit more. What did the third period feel like, and, and what did it take to withstand the, the, the pressure the Habs threw at you? Um, you know, I thought they played well in the third, but I think we kind of stopped playing. Um, you know, we defended a lot, but we defended really hard. Um, you know, so that was a positive. Um, but they threw a lot at us. You know, Supi was unbelievable, like I said, and the guys did a good job of clearing the front of the net and um, blocking shots and, you know, making sure, um, you know, they didn't get too many second chances or third chances. So it was uh, it, it was great to see. We'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Wayne, they, they were desperate in the third. Like you mentioned, they're going to be desperate tomorrow night. What's it going to take to, to get up 3-1 in this series? Um, you know, I think we ought to play a full 60 minutes here. Um, you know, I think the first was, you know, both teams were kind of, you know, feeling it out a little bit, to be honest with you. Second period, we did a great job. In the third period, like I said, we didn't, you know, play our best, but uh, found a way. So tomorrow night, we're going to have to come out and, you know, from, from the drop of the puck, you know, start asserting ourselves and, you know, continue to finish our check, continue to get to the net and, you know, get second and third opportunities and uh, continue to clear the front of our net. I think that's what it's going to take from us. We'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Wayne, uh, Austin's been throwing his body around. Uh, the Habs have been trying to get to him. He seems to just be smiling in some of these scrums. Uh, what do you appreciate about the way he's handling the physical side of this series? Um, he's doing a great job. You know, I think he's, you know, initiating and letting them, you know, take retaliatory penalties and, you know, things of that nature on him. He comes back to the bench. I ask him if he's good. He's just smiling. So, um, you know, those guys are doing a great job. You know, the Habs are trying to throw them off their game. And, um, you know, I think our top guys are doing a great job of just going about their business the right way. And last one here, we'll go to Justin Cuthbert with Yahoo Sports. Go ahead, Justin. Hey, Wayne, obviously big shoes to fill at the second line center position, but it seemed Alex Kerfoot had one of his best nights of the season. Uh, maybe just a word on his performance and how he uh, filled those shoes. I think that's what Kerf's done all year long. Um, you know, he's moved up and down in the lineup and, you know, every time he's asked, you know, to play a bigger role, he does it. Um, you know, I think I said from the beginning of the season, you know, Kerf was the biggest surprise for me, the way he plays the game. And, you know, he plays it hard. He plays it fast. And, um, you know, he just keeps ticking. So, um, you know, Kerf had a great game tonight. Wayne Simmons, uh, Gord, have the Maple Leafs won the Kadri trade? Uh, <laughs> well, that was a good question by Justin Cuthbert, Chris's son. Yes. And uh, and Wayne Simmons just said that. He's a, he's a, 
been one of the, the surprise that way, and you needed him moving up to the second line with the injuries that way. So, yes, uh, the Tyson Berry letdown last year kind of gave the edge, so it seemed to the Colorado Avalanche. Then even before the suspension, Kadri's role had not been as big. They had more of a supporting cast there. So it's just nice. Hey, wish Nazem all the best when, you know, it gets things straightened out. And certainly in this case, nice to see with Kerfoot. Nice to see Wayne Simmons, though. Played over 12 minutes, uh, had five hits, you know, just has that presence on the ice. And Austin Matthews, he's got a great dental plan. Like, his smile, he's just like, he's just, it's just funny. Like, he goes in, he gets engaged, and then they smell blood, and they want to get him off the ice. So they're doing anything they can to goad him into penalty, and that's when he just kind of puts the smile on and just tries to stand up and not get knocked down and not, not join anyone in the penalty box. It is utter confidence when you watch Austin Matthews play the game of hockey. It doesn't matter if it's the preseason, uh, the World Cup of Hockey, as he did uh, in his uh, rookie campaign or or here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He, he's been just pretty much as advertised for the Maple Leafs a beast once again for the most part in this game, at least in the first half. Great on uh, Saturday. Uh, but again, the Maple Leafs still win this game probably without Jack Campbell. His performance in the third period outstanding where the Montreal Canadiens outshot Toronto 14 to 2, 28 saves for Jack Campbell in this one. Congrats on the win tonight. Pretty busy third period for you there. Uh, just your thoughts on the, the win overall and, um, you know, coming back right back tomorrow night. It's not common for at least to use the same man two nights in a row. Would you be ready to go tomorrow night again? Yeah, the guys played great tonight. We uh, we battled sort of Montreal. It was it was a good hockey game to watch and be a part of. And, you know, it took took all 60 minutes. So um, we got to get some rest here and right back at it. Next up, we'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke. Hi, Jack. Uh, what has made the penalty kill so effective in this series for you guys? Guys are just sticking to the to the game plan on the kill, and um, you know, ultimately, you can do that, but you need guys to step up and sacrifice, and that's what we've been doing. You know, we uh, can't. I couldn't ask for more from from the guys in front of me. They're blocking shots. They're in the right lanes they're uh getting the clear so um you know it's just a great effort so far but we got to continue that we'll go to kevin mcgrand toronto star go ahead kevin uh, jack willie uh, is having a pretty big series goals in every game what's it like to face him and some of the other shooters on this in practice and, and when he gets going what can he be like we love seeing willie you know playing like this like this is the willie we we know um you know he's just He's a dominant player when, when um, you know, when he's on his game, and we need that from him. And he's he's such a special player, and he's bringing it. So um, I think he's getting the boys going, and other guys are stepping up. And ultimately, um, everybody's just uh, doing the best they can, and and um, Willie's leading. Next up, we'll go to Steve Simmons, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Steve. When you look down the ice and you see an all-time great like Carey Price in the other net. And he's making the kind of saves he made against Spezza early in the game and all those saves in the second period. How much are you thinking about, I can't afford to make any mistakes here? I mean, I more look at it like, well, A, he, he was making those saves. So, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. He was playing phenomenal for them and kept him in the game. And uh, he's done that all series. So, um, obviously, it's really fun to play a guy that's as uh, great as Perry is. And, um, you know, I thought our guys just stuck with it. And ultimately, um, we, we found a way to get two by him. And, um, you know, that's what you got to do. You just got to keep keep at it. And um, for me, I'm just trying to focus on the next shot and, and trying not to mess up for the boys. We'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. 
Jack, how would you describe the uh, mental and physical challenge of starting on back-to-back nights for a goaltender? I mean, during the regular season, I can't understand why, you know, maybe you don't do that as much. But, you know, in playoff hockey, uh, whoever coach puts in will we'll be ready to go, whether it's Freddie or I. But, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge. It's playoff hockey. It's best time of the year. So, um, you know, the skaters have to do it every time. So uh, nothing to complain about. It's just uh, it's fun, fun to get out there. We'll take a couple more here. We'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Jack, you only faced 14 shots through 40 minutes, but obviously it was one-way traffic in the third. What, what was what was that like? And, you know, obviously Justin with a big block late on uh, Caulfield as well in front of you. Oh, Justin had a huge block. And, you know, he's, you know all the D have, have made big blocks or great contributions, you know, in our, zone, our own zone. And it took every single one of them and, and the forwards tonight to uh, to get it done. And, um, you know, Montreal's tough, like they're opportunistic. They have a lot of skill and, um, you know, obviously our guys were doing a great job and, and Pepper and uh, Kerry at the other end. And um, we knew they'd push and, and they did, but thankfully everybody was uh, was battling. Three more here. We'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. Jack, just wondering how you're uh, handling all the, the post-whistle traffic and all that kind of thing. I'm sure it's expected at playoff time, but uh, is all that a, a bit of an inspiration for you too when it when the action heats up like that? Yeah, I mean it's fun. You you look at other series too, and you, it's just playoff hockey. It's um it's a big battle. I mean it's there's a reason you know the Stanley Cup's so such an iconic thing, and everybody wants to achieve it. You know everybody's fighting for it, and everybody's um, going as hard as they can through the whistles and sometimes after. And last two here, we'll go to Herb Zerkowski with the Montreal Gazette. Go ahead, Herb. Jack, uh, you faced as many shots in the third period as you did over the first two. Um, how difficult is that for a goaltender it, to, to keep to keep mentally sharp, you know, over the first 40 minutes when you're not really being tested much? And, and then you must feel like you're just being bombarded in the last period. Yeah, it's an excellent question. Um, you know, it's tough. It's, you know, Montreal, when they do get chances, they, they have dangerous players. So you got to be you got to be ready. And, um, you know, credit to our team though we were playing so well that they weren't getting a ton of shots. And, um, you know, I'll take that any night, seeing the boys uh, buzzing like that. And and then, you know, in the third, they, they got their fair share of opportunities. But, you know, our guys were there to uh, to battle and, and get the job done. So it was it was a fun third period. And last one here, we'll go to Simon with La Presse. Go ahead, Simon. Hey, Jack. Uh, Cole Caulfield hasn't played 12 games in the NHL, but you already faced him five times. How would you describe the threat represents offensively? Yeah, he's he's got a really good shot. And, I mean, anybody can tell you that. They, they've seen him, I'm sure. And, um, you know, he can rip it. And, um, you know, he's a dangerous player for him, for sure. Well, uh, we love Vladdy Guerrero and Austin Matthews in Toronto. They love Cole Caulfield in Quebec. Uh, yeah, any way to get that question in, right? And he asked that. And Cole <laughs> Caulfield played. I had some shots. I, I would ex- hit a crossbar. Yeah. I would expect him to play a little bit more. You know, Jack Campbell um, first needed to be a solid backup goaltender for the Leafs, and he did that last year. Didn't get to play a ton, but kind of showed he was the guy they were lacking. This year, due to the injuries and what have you, had to show he could come in as the number one did that they were never there was never a direness about not making the playoffs or like this but the next question the playoffs can he be a difference in a game like i don't really remember freddie being a difference in too many playoff games and i like freddie yeah and i actually don't remember tuka rask being a difference in too many it was funny those series lacked 
the goaltenders being a difference in a lot of those games. But Freddie, Carey Price played phenomenal tonight, but Freddie was a difference for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, so that's huge in the playoffs to have a 2-1 win really predicated upon his third period goaltending. And certainly I think Jack Campbell's in line for maybe uh, a new contract extension this offseason. will be one year away from UFA as well and at a bargain price at least for next season too, right? Yeah, 1.65, which is incredible because all of a sudden your Zach Hyman re-signing uh, uh, problems disappear or other things that you might be considering doing. And then, you know, you know, much like Jordan Bennington, then he could uh, sign a year in advance for the following years at a, yep. a more fair market price. So you didn't think that was going to happen when, no. when that, when that quiet trade came from the Los Angeles Kings, that will uh, certainly be a fun negotiation. That scored Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga still to come Sheldon Keefe. And we'll have Chris Johnson coming up as well. The Maple Leafs take a two on the final here in game three. This is Leafs nation post game on Sportsnet five, nine of the fan blue and white at night. We is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation postgame, breaking down a 2-1 victory here in Game 3 for the Leafs, up 2-1 now in the series. And again, don't forget the back-to-back coming up in Game 4 Tuesday night, we'll have Leafs Nation postgame for that one. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you. And uh, getting word here, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe later on that Nick Foligno is a day-to-day, Gord. Yeah, I don't know if that means tomorrow's a day, could play or what have you. He did take the pregame warm-up. Early indication, Sheldon Keefe said he would play. So that's about his day-to-day. I guess uh, the bewitching hour, something changed that way. So that at least is positive news to hear. And uh, Riley Nash taking the spot of uh, Nick Felino in this game, a 2-1 victory as we welcome in now the one and only Chris Johnston. Uh, CJ, thanks so much for doing this. What do you think of this win tonight? Well, they had to hold on at the end, obviously. Um, you know, I think the Leafs should feel good about where they're at in the series, not just you know with the 2-1 lead, but the way they, they've managed to, to play their way through it and, and control much of the play. But you know, that third period, you know, sometimes you do have to hang on for a win, win, of course, but, you know, they won't want to be doing too much of that. Uh, you know, all credit to Jack Campbell for helping them uh, keep that, uh, you know, done in regulation. And I think that'll be big, especially with the uh, game four coming again right tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, so I, I look the same thing you do. Outshot 14-2, to two, so you're saying, geez, come on, you gotta got to try to close that out, make more of a statement. On one hand, give the Montreal Canadiens credit, but on the other thing, this 56-game regular season, Chris, when you become a better team, you just start finding ways to win, and there's different ways to win games. And and you know what? Good on them. This is a very different way to win, but they won. Yeah, and and you know that's the biggest thing I noticed this year. The reason you know I think that the the hype around the Leafs in this playoffs is warranted is you know Gord they they really did do a better job of of you know finding their way through games, you know being in control. They've obviously improved defensively, leaps and bounds, even you know. Tonight, I think it was 14 shots through two periods for Montreal. I mean, if you do that, you're going to put yourself in a position for success. And, and we know they can score the goals, but I think that they've done a much better job of, of really controlling and bottling up the games. And, you know, Jack Campbell's been a, a nice revelation for the team. And now we see if we he goes back-to-back and starts again tomorrow. Chatting with uh, Chris Johnson here, a 2-1 victory in Game 3 for the Maple Leafs here on Leafs Nation postgame. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. Uh, the depth players have really stuck out to me, CJ, through three games in this series. Uh, is this a prime reason why they go out and get a guy like Wayne Simmons? I thought he was really good tonight. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he's, he's an interesting guy because I think what he represents is important, and then the Leafs 
really didn't have a lot of the sort of pure toughness and someone who could go fight if, if needed. And, and, but he also, you know, is still, you know, tough around the net and, and uh, a pain to play against. And so I, you know, I think that you like that, you know, I, I read somewhere on, on from someone in the building, one of the reporters that, you know, at the end of that second period, after Austin Matthews was involved in the scrum behind the net, he, you know, he waited and, you know, had some words for the guys coming out of the penalty box. You know, I think little, little things like that, plus what he can actually do as a player, uh, have value in, in the role he's playing and the minutes he's playing, which, you know, are not too substantial at this point. But, you know, it's going to show up, you know, more than ever at playoff time, I would think, because the the, way, the nature of the way the game's played now. Uh, you know, a thing, if you would say the Leafs are up 2-1 after three games or sometime in this series, and you, we mentioned, you know, Jason Spezza, another one got a big goal, the depth players, Engvall got a goal the other night doing doing um, their part. You know, it's funny, that big line, because your second line now, two-thirds of it are injured tonight in, in, in Felino and John Tavares. I mean, Austin Matthews is just a, a stud. He's just a force. But Zach Hyman, Mitch Marner, they get a lot of minutes. They kill a lot of penalties. I, I keep thinking there's going to be one of these games you expect. I mean, Mitch is in the top five and scoring that, that they're going to break out. I mean, they're 2-1 up without their big line really breaking out in any of them. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I think it's, as long as they get to play enough games, it's a matter of time. It's not a, it's not a question of if. You know, I, I don't doubt the effort being there. I mean, you know, sometimes what you see in all these series is, is that the top lines can cancel each other out for periods of time. And, you know, I, I know Pittsburgh's playing right now. The, the Crosby line hasn't put up a ton of points, you know, but it doesn't mean that they're, they're playing poorly in the series. And, you know, in this case, you know, Austin's really – carried the ball i thought he's, he's hit a couple posts in addition to the goal he scored in the last game you know i think it is uh, a foregone conclusion you'll see mitch marner make a little bit more of a dent offensively although he didn't make a nice pass on morgan riley's goal tonight and you know what's important for a team like the leafs is that william nylander i think has really made his presence felt you know despite you know his, his two line mates to start the series being john tavares and nick polino uh, each departing the series at this point, he's managed to, to still be productive and and be engaged. You know, Sheldon Keith mentioned he was going to go out for in the final minute there. They didn't get the change he was looking for, but you know, I think that he's earned some uh, some confidence from the coaching staff. As you know, how is Alex Kerfoot, who had a really solid game tonight, I thought too. So, you know, it's it it you rely on those big guys most of the time, but you, you still need the other players to contribute. And I think the Leafs have found that nice balance here so far to start the playoffs. CJ, is there any conversation to be had about tomorrow night? I mean, is it uh, in your opinion that it's Jack Campbell and no talk about Freddie Anderson at all? I, I think there is a conversation, actually. You know, Fred, let's remember Jack Campbell. You know, the Leafs have been worried about his workload. You know, he started game one of this series on Thursday. On Friday, he wasn't at practice. And everyone else practiced other than John Tavares, who'd been injured the night before. You know, I, I do think that there's a sensitivity to aggravating his leg injury uh, that, you know, missed, he missed a couple stretches during the regular season. And so, you know, based on performance, of course, it would be a foregone conclusion. I'd put him back in there. But, you know, I really do believe they'll, they'll wait to see how he wakes up tomorrow, uh, how he feels, you know, maybe get on the ice to, to see where it's at. And, and, you know, that's a long way of saying I wouldn't be surprised or completely surprised if Frederick Anderson ended up starting just because I, I do think that they're, they're, they've tried to take a conservative approach and, and you know, keep, uh, you know, Jack Campbell healthy for the long run here. And, you know, even though it, it would probably appear unconventional the most, you know, I, I do think that, that Frederick Anderson's a real possibility for tomorrow's game. It's kind of been a fun thing getting to know Fred, uh, William Nylander a bit better. Not the guy that held out for a contract and fans resented it. Not the guy who's usually streaky. 
but the guy who's really been a force on the ice changes his Twitter account about uh, wants more ice time, but a lot of people think he should get it and is having a lot, got a very fun, glib sense of humor. Yeah, he's one of the few players, just from my observation, that seems to not mind the Zoom setup we have with, with the daily interviews. You know, he's, he's had a number of funny lines throughout this season, showed a little bit more personality maybe with reporters in that setting. I, I don't know if it's because of Zoom or maybe just getting older, more comfortable with everyone, whatever it is. I'm, I'm with you. He's, he's had some, some good moments. And, you know, tonight, oh, it really started after last game. You know, Rasmus Sandin is a good friend of his. They, they actually live together here in Toronto. And, you know, he's asked where Rasmus Sandin got his confidence from. And he said, it, it comes from me. You know, he's, he's watching, he's learning. And then tonight he was asked where he gets his confidence from. He said, well, I was born that way. Uh, so, you know, I'd look, I, I think that his self-belief is, is well-earned. Frankly, he's got tremendous skills and, you know, I, I just think that he's at that stage of his career, much like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, where they're kind of tired of the way things have gone. I think they know their place in the league. They know what it takes to be successful. And, you know, you're seeing them all in different ways come out of their shells. You know, Austin's playing probably more rounded game. We're seeing him lean into guys physically, you know, the way he's smiling in those scrums. And I think, you know, with Nylander, we're seeing him play better, but also be a little bit more comfortable in front of the microphone and sharing himself, which is, you know, it's been one of the entertaining subplots of the season for us reporters. Uh, just a quick one. I thought Nick would mention it, but, you know, we congratulated you on your running every day and, and the charitable component. And, and guess who Nick Alberga saw running today? I see CJ quite a bit. He's out there. You're out there, CJ, aren't you? Yeah, where did you see me today? Down on the waterfront? Or? Uh, no, I, I forget. Where, where, near Liberty Village. You know where I normally see you. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm I'm still I'm still at it. Today was day 390 of my streak, so awesome. I'm still going. Awesome, buddy. I uh, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for this tonight. All right. Be well, guys. You as well. That's uh, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. The Maple Leafs take it 2-1 the final here in Game 3. Feeling good about life. We'll hit the break. Coming up, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 590 the fan and the Leafs radio network. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic back with you here on Leafs Nation post game. The Maple Leafs win a 2 1 the final here in game three on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Let's hear now from Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, the uh, third period is probably more one sided than you like, but uh, how does that fit in this the, the year long narrative to, to start winning some close games? Uh, of course, we don't like defending as much as we did, uh, but our guys defended uh, very hard. Um, Guys competed, you know, it was, uh, it's a tough, tough period. They're coming at us real hard, like to see us relax and, you know, make a few more plays so we can settle the game down. But, um, it's, it's a very important game. It's a very important period. Uh, and I thought our guys battled hard and, and of course our goalie was our best player. Next up, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Sheldon, uh, Williams taking you know, his fair share of heat in the market, as we know, and you talked earlier this season about wanting more from him. How has he been able to raise his game? To me, he's just he's competing a lot harder. Uh, he's really engaged, and with that offense comes. Obviously, huge goal. He scores, us, uh, scores for us here today, but I, you know, I think I was most impressed with uh, in the third period. He battled his ass off along the, along the wall, uh, won a battle, got a puck out for us, ended up creating a two-on-one uh, 
course, one of our better looks of the period. Uh, we had a few good looks in the third and, and didn't end up getting shot, but just that, that type of effort uh, there, you know, I had him, had him called the uh, call to go out with the goalie out and we just ended up not getting the line change um, to defend there at the end. And that just speaks to, to uh, you know, the confidence that, that he's, he's gaining and that uh, the trust that he's gaining, you know, not just from me, but from his teammates and stuff as well. So he's playing a real nice complete game here. It's obviously huge for us. Uh, you look at you know, losing uh, Tavares and then you, know, you lose Polino, two guys that Bill, you know, started out with uh, on a line and uh, he's just continued on and, and, and produced and played hard and given us real good shifts. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, will you stick with Jack tomorrow night? I uh, will see. We'll just, we'll, we'll make a decision. Uh, We'll make a decision in the morning, just to see how it goes from there. And what, it, what, from your perspective, what's made Morgan effective so far in this series? I think he's just really, you know, in terms of playoff performances, you know, within a series, I, I think, you know, I remember back in the Columbus series, I thought uh, he really skated and really worked, played with a, a great deal of authority with and without the puck. Never seeing that again here. He's really risen his game. Um, competitive and physical he's playing with authority you can hear him and you know in a in a quiet rink like this you can you can hear him calling for the puck all over the ice and helping out his teammates letting them know when he's available and they're finding him a huge goal today but he's also just defended and, and competed really hard uh, he's been excellent next up we'll go to luke fox sportsnet go ahead luke Sheldon, how much notice did Alexander Kerfoot have that Felina wouldn't be going? And what did you make of how uh, he handled some extra responsibility tonight? Uh, the notice he would have had would have been, you know, basically the, the time from after warm-ups, a puck drop. I uh, thought he handled it very well. I think this is uh, two really good games here now uh, in a row for Kerfoot here in these playoffs. That's a huge sign for us. But yeah, no matter what we've asked uh, him to do, play wing, play center, play up, play down, power play, penalty kill, uh, he's, he's been really good for us. Again, there's another guy that's really stepped up uh, his game and given us a lot of really good minutes and, and taken on a lot of responsibility. And the last three questions here, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Regarding Felino, there, Coach, uh, you, you seem to expect that he would play uh, today. Uh, what happened and what's the status for tomorrow? Well, what happened is he, he thought he was going to be okay. He obviously didn't skate this morning, and, and you know, they were working on him, and he felt he was going to be okay. But, uh, you know, just getting on the ice, he didn't feel like he'd be able to to get through it and, and ultimately just thought he'd be hurting the team. Um, so made the decision to – you know, to give him the night off here tonight and, and uh, get Nasher in. Um, and then he's day-to-day he's -day here. So, you know, I don't know what his status will be for tomorrow. I suspect it'll be a game-time decision again. We'll go to Terry Koshan, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, hey Sheldon. So uh, just out of curiosity, what goes into that decision then for the goaltending tomorrow night? What do you what do you look at? What are the factors you're looking for and you ultimately decide who's going to start in net for you? Really just on how, how uh, Jack feels. That's going to be the big one, both both on health and energy. And the last one here, we'll go to Herb Zerkowski with the Montreal Gazette. Go ahead, Herb. 
Thank you, Sheldon. Um, despite the, the numerous offensive weapons that you obviously have on your team, uh, your defensemen now have contributed seven points through three games. And of course, Morgan gets the winning goal tonight. Just how important, how has that been? How key has that been to the series so far? Yeah, we need contributions from everyone. That's really important. Uh, I think, you know, through a lot of the regular season, we didn't necessarily get that. Um, forwards carry a lot of the load offensively, but our, our defensemen have been involved. I think it's it also just speaks to playoff hockey. It's a little bit different the way you're generating offense to be your, you know, whipping a lot more pucks at the net and trying to find ways to generate things and, and uh, you know, breaks, bounces and things like that to, you know, tend to go your way and, and to get a little more engaged that way. Um, you know, so it's, it's still early here, but uh, you know, we, we've liked their contributions, but mainly we just liked how they've defended as a group and, and how they moved the puck out of their end. That's been the, the biggest positive for us. Okay, there is a Sheldon Keefe, and uh, the more we start to think about it, the more likely, at least in my world, it sounds like Freddie Anderson can play tomorrow night, Gord. How do you feel about it? Uh, and, and Dominic Ducharme has announced Carey Price will yeah. play, and I, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I, think ride the, I think ride the hot goaltender. Don't overthink it. Uh, and again, much like Nick Foligno thought he was ready to play, Jack Campbell has seemed to need days off or off days in between. I don't know whether that's just a regular maintenance day or another reason. So, of course, Barring that, I'd go with him. Much like Montreal. I mean, they made a big investment in Jake Allen, but Carey Price is the hot guy right now, so they're going to go with him. So that remains the question uh, leading into game four tomorrow night. Will it be Jack Campbell on the back-to-back, or could we see Freddie Anderson make his uh, highly anticipated debut and return to the Stanley Cup playoffs? We know how the past is gone, but all in all, have to feel good after three games. I know it was a tough one in game one, but they've... Uh, Really flipped the script the last couple games, Gord. Finding ways to win, and yeah. that's that's the credo of them this year. By the way, Florida won with a third goaltender, uh, Spencer Knight. He was the star of the game, so you never know. All kinds of different, uh, different storylines that are out there. But this was the Maple Leaf team finding ways to win the regular season, found a way to win tonight, 2-1. to one. I love this uh, new fad, too, with, like, uh, you know, remember back in the day with Marc-Andre Fleury being 18 in the league, the younger goalies getting a shot this quickly, too, has been a fantastic. Gord, excellent job, and we'll be back at it tomorrow night after Game 4 for Leafs Nation postgame. Looking forward to it. Let's see if the Leafs can stay on the roll. Let's, let's see if we can ha- not have that game with 2,500 fans in the Bell Centre uh, for Game Number 6. Looking to grab a 3-1 series lead, and that's what we'll reconvene. Thanks so much for listening. Take care, everybody.